0: So just uh, yesterday, I got a couple of messages from people asking me if they have to go to Mass twice today. Or uh, I said, well, you actually, not, not, well, not exactly. You don't have to go to Mass twice today, but you do have to go to Mass twice on between uh, Sunday and Monday because uh, today is obviously a Sunday, fourth Sunday of Advent, and tomorrow is, is Christmas Day. So yes, this evening is Christmas Eve, but they're, they're two separate feasts. So but as we said at the beginning of Mass, why do we? Why do we do these things? It's so. I got another message from someone uh, the day before yesterday, just saying that they're just going through a bit of a hard time as regards their their prayer life. That like they okay, I'll, I'll give you a little more of the story. It still doesn't give away their identity, but they did a year here. So like they had a year of <clears throat> regular prayer and daily mass and regular rosary and so on and so forth. All was kind of laid out for them and and. Even before they came here, they would have had a, they would have observed observed the, the the faith, what what the faith required of them, we'll say. But then they just contacted me to say, it's like the fire has gone out. Uh, I I I go along to mass, but there's no kind of, there's no zeal, there's no kind of emotion there. And they've always seen these other people who, when they go to mass or prayer meetings, they seem to. They seem to get something, you know that, that that expression. They seem to get something out of it. Like they seem to kind of feel something. They said, "I just thought I don't feel. I don't know what that. Don't know. Don't know what that looks like or feels like. I don't know. I've never. I've never had that experience." So, when we come to mass, when we come to these, when we come to celebrate these these uh, feast days or solemnities as as a community, we do so. Yeah, primarily. Well, not primarily, but firstly. Because it's, it's what we're asked to do. It's our duty. <clears throat> so there is a certain expectation. I'm supposed to do this. Good. That's good and that's necessary. But that's not going to be enough on its own. Again, we always keep, our, keep, keep in mind that our, our, our faith, life, our journey is, is a relationship with God. It's a relationship. So if in marriage things are done just out of duty, it gets the boxes ticked. It moves the family along, but very quickly it's going to feel like drudgery. It's going to feel like just—it's going to feel so heavy, you know. Uh, like if you're just, <coughs> excuse me, organizing the family, picking up the kids, doing the work, uh, painting the odd room in the house every now and again, but there's no real actual communication. There's no real sharing of the heart with your husband or with your wife. Uh, then it becomes like a very efficient little company. But was that why you got married, to have a very efficient company? Or did you get married to have someone beside you whom you love and who you want to take care of and who you hope will also take care of you? (coughs) A kind of a a destination for all this love in your heart. (coughs) So the same thing can happen with God, where we tick all the boxes, we do what we're supposed to do, but almost begrudgingly. And so we, we, we observe the feast, but I can't wait for it to be over, sort of thing. Get, get this box ticked and get home. So if <coughs> we only do these things out of duty, <coughs> <excuse> me. <coughs> if we only do these things out of duty, then we've, we've missed the point. There's, more, there's much, much, much more to it than that. So let's try and go a little bit deeper. Rather than just doing them out of duty, what if... I go also because I, I get something out of it, because it's not, not a bad thing at all. Like it's good that we go to mass and we, we feel that we're, we're part of a community, part, part of a faith community. You know, that people can you know, another person of faith here who, who I can share my faith with, and we, we carry each other, you know, especially. Uh, Irish funerals are fantastic for that, where the whole community will come together and support this family in their time of, of bereavement. It's, 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 it's a beautiful, beautiful tradition that we have. It's still very, very strong, especially in the countryside, thank God. So I go along to Mass, I go along to any of these festivities because I get something out of it. Again, that's, it's, it's good to feel that I come to Mass because I have a need. I come to Mass because I, I need the Lord. I recognize my own smallness, my own littleness, my own maybe insignificance in the face of the universe. What on earth does it matter what I do in the face of the, the, the size of the solar system, the size of the universe? Like, What does it matter what I do? You know, but we believe it does. We believe it does matter. We believe that our actions do matter. Everything I do matters. So, in order to get that right, I, I need God's help. I need God's help. So, it's good to go to Mass believing that, like, Lord, you're here you wish to strengthen me, you wish to purify me, you wish to teach me so that I can know what, what it is you're asking of me. And this, by the way, we do pick up without really realizing it. You know, uh, I mean, I remember when we were canvassing for pro-life at the time of the referendum, uh, those who were canvassing, generally speaking, were people who attended Mass regularly. Or there there were were some uh, Protestants, some Baptists there as well. Very, very fervent love for the Lord, love for Scripture. And somehow, no one ever sat us down and and told us, this is why you should be pro-life. Just instinctively, well, it's not an instinct, but it feels instinctive that you just know if it's a life, if it's a human life, it deserves protection. We can't discard life. We can't. We just we can't. I know the circumstances can be horrendous, but there's always a better solution, always. So how does that happen? Well, just, like, again, and it's not that going to Mass, you're getting hom- pro-life homilies or anything. But The fact that you come to Mass, the fact that we receive Jesus into our hearts and souls means that there is an illumination of conscience, if you will. The, 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 the Holy Spirit does illuminate our conscience to recognize right from wrong. It's, you know, the grace of God in you helps you to see right from wrong. It's just like it illuminates uh, the reality or it illuminates truth, and you begin to see that this is it. So It's, it's very obvious to you, even though no one has explicitly said it, that abortion is wrong or adultery is wrong or drunkenness is wrong. You just know. You just know. because Why? Because in coming here, without realizing it, you've gotten something. You've been formed. You've been taught. You've been, you've been helped. The Lord is at work in your soul so that you can know right from wrong and choose the good. So the Lord is working in you. So it's good that we go to Mass out of duty. We can do better than that, though. It's good that we go to Mass because we get something. Again, that, that's great. We should get something. This isn't a uh, a, a dead event. Something very, very life-giving is happening here. So yes, we should we should go to mass with the sense of I, I want to receive something. I mean, we every person who wishes, <coughs> who's in a state of grace, can come forward and receive Holy Communion, receive Jesus. That's a powerful thing. It's a, a, a powerful expression of the kind of relationship that we want with him, that he wishes to live in us, not just kind of have a, a relationship like person-to-person person kind of outside me, but he wants to live within me so that in, in the silence of my own heart, I can find him. Driving the car, blasting at night, peeling the potatoes, I can be united with my Lord in here. Okay, so duty, because I get something, and then finally, how about, how about going to Mass? How about praying Not just with a sense of duty or with a sense of of hoping to get something. How about doing these things simply out of love for the Lord? And again, in marriage, this is plain obvious, right? When Mr. Dear Husband gets up five minutes before herself, gets into the kitchen, the two slices of toast, right? gets one of those little, little containery things with the spoon of marmalade the fresh cup of tea, and up to the bedroom and says, honey, I made you breakfast. Now, I see some people going, where, who, what, husband? (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Um, uh, But like, and so, uh, are you doing this out of a sense of duty? No, it's not actually your duty. It's not written, and there's no contract anywhere that says that thou must make me breakfast once a week. Um, You're not doing it, hopefully, to get something, because that would be a bit sinister, you know, I'm giving you breakfast because, uh, uh, you know, I want whatever <coughs> to go on holidays to Spain. <coughs> Excuse me. Or whatever it is. How about just doing it because you love your wife? Do you know, it's, th- it's, it's those kind of expressions. Like, it's the simplest thing. Five minutes, two slices of toast, a bit of marmalade, a cup of tea. Um, within the nice cup, by the way. And the matching saucer. Okay, if you, can, if you want to do it properly, matching saucer makes all the difference. Right, and then a napkin folded fold diagonally, because <laughs> we put thought into this. All right, um, so it's, it's these kind of little details, kind of thing that just it, that says so much. It, it, it's a, such a small gesture, but it says so much. Okay, how about again applying all this to our faith? Because we, we understand human relationships, we're not maybe so familiar with, with, with divine ones. How about applying that to God? That I I, I pray, I spend time with Him, not just because I have to not just because I want something, but because because I love him. And for us men, this is hard. I mean, I was just listening to our psalm today again. I will sing forever of your love, O Lord. Do you know, I want to see a bunch of rugby lads coming out of the gym, right, saying, "Jenny, I'd sing forever of your love, O Lord. You know, we we don't, we don't, why does that seem so impossible? Why? Like, this should be normal for us. It should be normal for us to say to God, I will sing forever of your love. Everything around, everything that surrounds me is a blessing that I have received from you. All that I have been able to do is a blessing that I have received from you. It's all a gift. I will sing forever of your love. We, we might be a little further from that than we think. We might be a little further from that than we should be. We should have a loving relationship with the Lord. We need to have a loving relationship with the Lord. We need to get there. So how do we get there? Okay, one quick step. We'll keep it simple. In any relationship, it grows when one spends quality time together. That's it. Again, plain obvious in marriage. Working together doesn't count. Um, Organizing who picks up the kids from where doesn't really count. The, The relationship will grow when quality time is spent together. That's it. That's the key. That's the key. Quality time. So, this Christmas, or in general, will I spend quality time with the Lord? And that can be, again, very similar to a normal human relationship. If you go for a little walk, (coughs) even when the weather clears, it was pretty nice yesterday afternoon, for example, to go for a little walk on the blue way. And you can go for a little stroll with your wee rosy beads. Quality time. That is quality time with the Lord. And you're getting some air, and you're working off some of the holiday huggableness. Um, you know, so you're doing something good for body, mind, and soul. You're spending quality time with the Lord. you going for a walk, and it's it's similarly to when 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 you're in, when you're in love. The, the the silence magnifies what you're what you're feeling. Uh, it can be difficult for people who are going through some sort of bereavement to be on their own because the, the, the silence just makes them think and mem- remember the <clears throat> the loss. But also, it works positively when you're in love as well and you've just gone on a, a, a date or something you can kind of sit in the car just grinning away to yourself on your own just in, enjoying kind of reliving the moment in the, in the silence you know similarly with the Lord walking along in in a forest or by, by a river or coming into a chapel we can just spend quality time with him and just think back in our ear and go Lord I'm, I owe you everything I owe you everything I owe you everything. And then maybe, maybe we'll begin to feel this desire bubbling up in our hearts. Lord, I will sing forever of your love. If I could sing, I'd do it right now. I will sing forever of your love. I thank you. So dear brothers and sisters, let us ask the Lord to renew our hearts, to renew our faith, to renew our relationship with him. Yes, because it's our duty. Yes, because we receive something, but most importantly, because he deserves our love. Dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us uh, for these homilies on the internet wherever you are watching us. Uh, It's a great honour and privilege that you would join us uh, on such a regular basis to share in our life here in Holy Family Mission. We're now eight years on the go and we've had the privilege of welcoming over 90 young people to take part in our year-long faith formation programme. And all of that is possible due to your donations, your support, your help and your prayers. So we're greatly, greatly appreciative of all that has been done here, uh, also through your support and your efforts. Uh, This is our fundraising Christmas appeal time of the year as well, so if any of you can or would like to support us, uh, we would be delighted if you could do so. We, maybe I shouldn't be saying all of this, but we uh, uh, charge our young people €4,000 a year to be here. It costs in our around €10,000. We subsidise the price then by running retreats here and by fundraising. That's how, that's how we, we work. So uh, thank you so much for all <coughs> that you can do to further the mission of Holy Family Mission, that we can continue to renew, reinvigorate, and revive the faith here in this country and indeed abroad. God bless you.